Respectfully. 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 A Melanated Therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitrik, and this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Now, before we kick off the show, we wanted to share that this is the final week for the November giveaway. We will be choosing two people to win a $50 Amazon gift card. In order to enter the giveaway, here are the instructions. Follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt. Like the giveaway post. Comment on the giveaway post with a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, as well as mention to a friend. Once this is completed, your name will be submitted as many times as you comment a question or topic and mention a friend. The winner will be announced on the show and shot it out on Instagram. Thanks in advance. All right, fam. So today we are talking about infidelity. Mm, mm, mm. Cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So, infidelity is the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or romantic partner or a sexual partner. Infidelity is not only specific to sex outside of your relationship, there's also emotional cheating, which is having non sexual emotional int- intimacy with someone who is not the individual's romantic partner. It is important to note that. Cheating is any type of betrayal within the relationship with someone else. So much so that some people will even consider watching porn an equivalent to an affair. Mm, Okay. Well, throughout today's episode, we will be using the words infidelity, affair, and cheating interchangeably. There are many reasons for people to cheat, but the one we hear about most is selfishness. In a previous episode, we spoke a bit about selfish lovers and what that can look like within a relationship. Now, additional reasons for cheating can be feeling unwanted within a relationship, not believing or feeling that your needs are being met, impulsivity, sexual addiction, and unclear boundaries in a relationship. So even though we just listed reasons for affairs, do you think there are any other reasons people cheat, friend? Uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) definitely the list that you just gave. I just think, you know, people also cheat, I think, to find connectedness with themselves or because they lost it. Mm. (laughs) You know, I think that is definitely a thing. But I feel like that's the biggest one outside of those other reasons, of course. Hmm. What about you? Um, no, not really. I feel like those are pretty much the heavy hitters. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it really kind of, you know, the one that sticks out to me the most is, is the selfishness. Um, you know, whether that is wanting your cake and wanting to eat it too, or for the simple fact that you may not be in a relationship, but you like that person enough to quote unquote, lock them down when ultimately your intention is not to be faithful. Mm, That when love becomes like possessive and territorial like and toxic it's full and toxic right because of that right it's not supposed to be all of that right oh my gosh okay (laughs) well true the impact of infidelity um has many layers to relationships and some of them can look like loneliness feelings of betrayal confusion regarding the standing of the relationship loss of trust trauma and even ending the relationship overall Gotcha. Okay. So I know that you work a lot with couples regarding infidelity. So how do you help them and what is typically the outcome? Um, 
I mean, the biggest thing is helping them to remember why they started. Why did they even decide to be together? Mm-hmm. What are you? What were you guys here for? <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. And what happened along the way that it had it led to this kind of betrayal? Mm-hmm. And it may be a betrayal to one person, and the other person may not even view it as such, just depending on what their views are and stuff like that. But did y'all come here with the right reasons? Mm-hmm. And we know that people can work through infidelity. The thing is, is are you meant to work through this one? Or is this mm-hmm. was this the moment that said that you guys needed to be done to begin with? And just mm-hmm. like ultimately trying to figure out what are your values, what are your your things that are important to you? Do those align with your person? And if they do, can you guys continue to work on this because you came here for something more serious than this one act of betrayal? Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes it it can go either way. It is if you want to stay <laughs> yeah. here, then let's work on it. If you don't, then let's look at that and understand why you don't and what that looks like moving forward. Maybe you needed to choose someone different the next time, but how come you chose this person this time? Mm, good stuff. Um, what about you? So I work with couples, but I have not worked with a couple. Actually, you know what? No, I was gonna lie. So. I've worked with a couple who, where there was emotional infidelity. So not sex, mm-hmm. but emotionally um, cheating of sorts. And or that was how um, one of the partners involved perceived the situation to be. Um, you know, because ultimately everyone has differing views on what is considered emotional cheating and what's not. Um, so in this particular situation, one partner was like, I didn't cheat because they only mm. view cheating as, you know, sexual intercourse. Whereas the part other partner was like, no, you did cheat. Emotional connection is deeper than physical connection, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, as far as how I help them, I kind of start off the same way um, you do, uh, friend, with kind of just, you know, I ask them, how did they meet? And that typically puts them in a good place or a good vibe because typically most couples meet on a good note. Um, And then kind of following up, you know, with, you know, okay, so what are you hoping to gain out of this? You know, what are some of the problematic areas outside of the infidelity that are present in the relationship? Because ultimately, yes, the the infidelity is a, a big reason or a big challenge to the relationship, but ultimately there is most likely other things in the relationship that require some some fine tune. Um, I have not. Um, so as far as the outcomes, they've always they've always they've stayed together. I haven't had any couples knock on wood um, that have came to therapy and and left separately mm-hmm. um, or not continue with the relationship. So typically, the outcome has been um, has been good um, with the clients that I've worked with thus far. Um, however, you know. It's it's the luck of the draw, really. Like you just, you know, most of the times, most couples don't know if they'll walk out still being in that relationship that they were in when they walked in. So, right. um, you know, ultimately, I think it just depends on, you know, commitment and understanding and um, knowing when to hold and when to fold. Right. Exactly. I think you're so right. Because, I mean, I look at the clients that I've worked with, the couples that I've worked with, and sure, the ones that I've worked with make it, but Mm -hmm. mm, that doesn't mean that that is always the outcome. And I don't want 
I guess this conversation to be about like, oh yeah, you got, everyone can make it through cheating because that's not true. <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> it's not some realistic. people just can't get past it. Some people can, exactly. but some people cannot. Right. And that's okay either way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is, which is the point is that oh. recognizing what are your <laughs> limits and what are not what. <laughs> right. So yeah, I have a, this prompted a question for me. So have you ever worked with a couple and um, whatever challenges may have been present and in the back of your mind be like, bitch, y'all need to break up, but they stay together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. No. <laughs> Not for a friend. Oh I'm my just gosh. saying. Um, yes, I have. But when I did, it was in the context of me having to work with a child mm-hmm. and going, coming in to do family therapy and watching mm-hmm. the parents decide to stay together. And I ended up working with them because when you do family therapy, you have to break up the hierarchy you know, within sessions, of course. So Mm -hmm. when meeting with the parents, I was just thinking, oh my God, you guys should just let this go. This has to be let go Mm -hmm. because I just saw the damage that was being done elsewhere, you know, within Mm -hmm. the family Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Their toxic relationship was definitely poisoning their, their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, and yes, I was laughing when you asked me this question because it's like, I mean, of course, we have moments where we're like, mm, y'all should just not do this. But that's also right. not our decision. It's not Correct. Our Correct. And Correct. so, but I mean, yeah, there, that was definitely an experience. And it was an interesting one to watch because, and, and to be a part of because they didn't want to say either, but there was mm. something that kept them. Of course, like there was clearly something that kept them, whether it was fear of, you know, not being able to find another person starting over or feeling like they were failing, Mm -hmm. they decided to stay together. Or maybe it was something else. Maybe they knew that they were supposed to be together and work through whatever was going on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that didn't, that's not what I saw. (laughs) That's what I saw. (laughs) What about you? Have you? Oh, yes. None of my current clients, just in case okay. one of them browses <laughs> right. this episode. None of my current clients. Um, so none of my current clients. Let's be That's clear so first. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yes, like they all need um, typically whenever that thought runs across my head is typically when um, you know, we kind of use this term um for um group therapy, but storming. Mm -hmm. So when they're storming, like they're in the midst of, um, you know, an issue and the barrier is, of course, effective communication and understanding and validation, um, you know, most of the time, you know, everyone wants to be right. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand it the way I understand it. I want you to feel the way that I feel. And, you know, most of the times, you know, in a relationship, you just can't operate from the premise of wanting to be right all the time. But that's typically mm-hmm. what um, what happens um, or what triggers, I guess, that thought for me. Um, and when no one's trying to hear each other, everybody wants their point to come across, but you're not willing to reverse those those positions and allow yourself to be the listener, to actively mm-hmm. listen to what your partner is saying so that you guys can get on the same page. And like, you know, Rade, um, we talked about in a previous episode that ultimately all conflict is not resolved in one sitting. 
Mm-mm. but you have to be open and flexible to hearing each other out and respecting each other's perspectives, even if you don't agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a couple and they just, they just couldn't, they just couldn't meet. And, mm-hmm. and the, the funny part, not ha ha funny, but the funny part was is that they literally wanted the same thing. They just had a different mm-hmm. vision of what it looked like. What it looked like. So, you know, that created a problem because you're not understanding my feelings. No, you're not understanding my feelings. I said this, you said that. And I'm just like, y'all saying the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> y'all just saying it in different ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, that that's just a little, you know, therapist humor. Because in the back of my head, I'll be like, y'all just need to, but just, you know, and then sometimes it gets a little frustrated. We do get frustrated, but, you know, of course we don't allow our personal feelings to, you know, um, impact our work. But, um, you know, sometimes I'm just like, okay, well, if y'all just not going to listen to each other, then just, just break up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, of course that's not the job. I'm just saying, you know. No, of um, course. But... And- you know what? You're like the the intimate, like, or our personal feelings so impact. If we get frustrated, something I have actually recently or learned and really started to appreciate is if I'm starting to get frustrated with a client, somebody that I don't know, mm-hmm. their people around them may be experiencing that with them on a regular basis. Mm, good point. Because I'm not going to get frustrated with someone that I don't know. I care right. a lot less about someone I don't know versus someone I do, a loved one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I notice that I'm starting to get frustrated with a client, I'm like, okay, this may be how their loved ones could be feeling about mm-hmm. where they are, what they're doing, what they're saying, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. And so on my end, that kind of tells me, take a step back, take a step outside of yourself, because now you're falling into a defense defensive space Mm-hmm. with this client, with this couple. And you still have to remain objective, but still human, you know, mm-hmm. like still needing to be able to understand this is this person's perspective and mm-hmm. they need probably these things to be addressed or these things to be met, even if right. you may not agree with that um, by your own value system. So that's where I think, yeah, we make that that separation between getting Mm -hmm. ourselves involved, our personal things involved. But I do have, if I notice myself getting my personal things involved, it's a moment for me to have a check-in and say, okay, Mm -hmm. here's the humanness. Here's the human part of this experience. And so, oh, you know what else was the whole infidelity is I think like the, with, when you don't agree, when pride and ego starts to get in the way, I think that's when infidelity really starts to happen. And I really think infidelity Mm -hmm. is just the, the breaking of boundaries mm-hmm. with each other. Like I don't, I'm I not looking that. at it like, oh wow, you went on, you had sex with somebody else or whatever. And it's like there was a a, a boundary breaking. There was a, a agreement that was disrupted based off of a certain behavior or something. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. I can, I can rock with that. I can rock with that for sure. Um, and yeah, you know, it's the same, like, you know, cause we are human. So our human feelings will show up when they decide to show up. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you have to do those check-ins to make sure that your personal feelings are not um, seeping into the work that you're doing with the clients. But, you know, mm-hmm. typically most of my frustration um, is not necessarily things that are happening in their life or stuff like that, but it's just when, um, they're not um, 
using the interventions that are being recommended to help mitigate the challenges and barriers that they're going right, through. And exactly. we're returning to the session every week mm-hmm. talking about the same thing. And I'm throwing, you know, as many interventions at you as I can mm-hmm. or options at you as I can to help you mitigate those concerns and you don't take them. Um, you know, so that could, that's frustrating. Um, but that's typically when I get frustrated with a situ a client situation. So what um, do you do? Honestly, I do um, that frustration. Hmm. Um, like you say, do a self-check-in to say, hey, Demetri, you know, ultimately this is their journey and you're just a passenger in that journey. So, yeah. you know, there you don't have any control here. Um, just reminding myself that, you know, it's not my life and, you know, I don't have any control and all I can do is be as supportive as the client will allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, from a clinical perspective, then I just keep trying, I try different approaches and, you know, typically, you know, um, how many times I have to recalibrate the approach, um, is unique to the client, but typically one of them will stick eventually, mm-hmm. or they'll end up going through a situation that is so distressing that they'll finally see their role in it, um, of sorts, depending on the yep. situation. Um, and from there, then make the modifications to um, ensure that they don't repeat that negative cycle. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely try to do something different. Okay. So have you ever been cheated on? If so, how did it make you feel and how did you heal? <laughs> so I feel like our last episode, I started this story and I feel like <laughs> I told it to completion, but I don't... I'm not 100% sure. So the answer is yes. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I told two po- two stories, which is basically answers this question. So twice. So mm-hmm. one, in, when I was in high school. So, you know, whatever y'all want to call it, puppy love, you know, young love. So one happened then. Um, I think that one impacted me um, a lot more deeply than the second one when I was an adult. And I know that might sound a little strange only for the simple fact that, you know, I have a, I had a different mindset, perception, and experience with love as an adult than I did when I was younger. But the one when I was younger, it felt more um, shattering for me. Um, mm-hmm. With that one, um, like I said, the... the <laughs> The person that I was with was very um, good looking and popular um, of sorts. Um, so there was a lot of attention there. And I think that, you know, there was pride and ego and being very um, full of themselves um, was at play. Um, and I think that ultimately, you know, I learned later on that it had nothing to do with me. That was just, you know, their decisions and, and you know, um, their actions. But then, but when it initially happened, I felt not that I wasn't good enough. Like, well, what was wrong with me mm-hmm. that you felt the need to step out or to engage with other people um, outside the relationships in a non-platonic way? Um and then, you know, um, I started to question, you know, you know, am I attractive enough? You know, all of those different insecure statements that you that you, anyone would make um, when someone steps out on them. I feel like I, you know, thought them all, experienced them all. Mm-hmm. Um, how I healed, um, to be honest with you, back then, um, I don't even know if I understood the concept of what healing was. I think it was just you know, possibly I kind of stuffed it down, suppressed it. And then eventually I've got, you know, I just moved on. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, but I think, you know, for me, <laughs> except this last breakup, um, which wasn't because of infidelity or anything, but I think out of all the times um, that I've separated or a relationship, a romantic relationship has ended, anger has really been the foundation of how I work through it. Mm. Um, it's easier to, for me at that time, it was easier because if I was mad at you, then, you know, F you, you know, forget mm-hmm. you. So, you know, I can move on. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, forget you. Um, but as I got older, I realized, okay, Demetra, there's more emotions up under here. So mm-hmm. we need to figure out what those emotions are and what, you know, messages are connected to those, um, feelings so that I can actually resolve them and understand them. And, um, you know, and ultimately kind of, you know, analyze my, my role in the relationship and, and why, you know, things may have ended up the way that they did. Um, so mm-hmm. as I got older, more reflection, um, so the second, the one when I was an adult, ooh, child, that person was just a mess, a hot <laughs> ass mess. And I, <laughs> I got swirled around in it basically. Oh um, but remember, I, you know, when I talked about the situation um, in a previous episode, I was like, you know, I actually, my intuition told me not to engage at all. Oh, he was, don't get out the car. Correct. 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 <laughs> okay, got and it. And I got out the damn car anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> with but felt, <laughs> so with that one, um, I did not. And actually, now that I think about it, I guess I have never thought about it in this context. But um, I actually did not attack myself. Like mm-hmm. meaning, like, oh, you're not. I'm not. I must not be good enough. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. Um, partly, I feel like because it was anger, but for the most part, it was more hurt than anything. That you know mm-hmm. what we had built or what we the connection we had or what we meant to each other um, was betrayed. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a personal attack on me or me feeling like it was something that I did wrong. It was more so just kind of looking at it in the context of I thought you know, what we had was different than what obviously it turned out to be. Um, So it was grief and mourning um, and sadness um, and anger, um, but more of the, um, the other ones. Um, I wasn't as angry with this one. And I felt like deep down, I kind of knew that um, things were shifting um, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, um, that we may have not um, been together much longer. Um, But what I can say is I am, in hindsight, of course, I am actually grateful that I was cheated on because I felt like I would have stayed in a unhealthy situation a lot longer Mm. um, if that had not happened. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay, that's my story. How about you? Thanks for sharing (laughs) that. Um, Yeah, I have been cheated on. Um, I think it, there's a part of me that I feel like is so sad to say that, like, that is a norm. <laughs> like, we both like, oh uh, yeah, we have it. But right. regardless, um, it, I definitely beat myself up about it. Like I attacked myself definitely. Like mm-hmm. I'm not worth it. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, all of the, those feelings, the guilt, the shame, the, the betrayal of self was happening you know, kind of thing. And, you know, what's crazy about that is I was recently reading something that was saying like, what's happening, my external world is what happens internally. Mm. And it was like that same betrayal I was receiving on the outside. I was doing that to myself already. So, Mm. you Mm. know, that was, that was happening even before the cheating happened, which probably played a huge role also. 
you know, just on, on my mm-hmm. end. But mm-hmm. even still, I definitely didn't feel good about it. Like I was very angry. Mm-hmm. I was very sad. I was very hurt. And it was definitely shattering. I have been cheated on on multiple occasions. And oh, that sucks there have me. been, but I mean, they have been on someone else's terms, right? That's what cheating mm-hmm. is. Like, right. I'm mm-hmm. not sitting here now taking the blame like, Oh, it was it was all me. <laughs> like, no, they they are in control of their <laughs> actions. If something needed to be addressed or modified in the relationship, that was the time for us to be able to come together and address mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But you know, truth of the matter is, is on my end, I think what I did with my healing, any time that that had happened, or a relationship ended or didn't end after infidelity, mm-hmm. it was a moment for me to be able to look at. What is it that I'm bringing to the table? What is it I'm expecting you to bring to the table? And are we even doing that? And do you actually feel like you need to find that elsewhere? And the thing is this, Mm -hmm. it's like, I hate for it to sound like you can only ever have one person and all of those kind of things. But I do believe that like we have certain people for certain reasons in our life. And when we try to utilize other people, like cheating, like through cheating or betrayal, that's when shit goes left. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think that's when shit goes left. Like you're utilizing the wrong person for that and is bringing in probably bad stuff in our space, you know, and that is, that's not okay. So I think like my healing was really on like always taking a look at me, taking a look at the other person as being human and not just my partner or whoever they were at the time, you know, even maybe they shouldn't have been my partner. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a reason to say, okay, we don't need to do this. Right. But right. ultimately the healing came from, of course, like you were saying, the self-reflection. I think the first time, like when I was young, like kid, high school, like, you know, kind of stuff, I think the quote unquote cheating that ex- I experienced, it was not earth shattering for me. I was just like, mm-hmm. whatever. I ain't really, I ain't really messed with you like that anyway. But like, I think in later years, like when in adulthood, I think it was a lot more earth shattering because I was holding on to or romanticizing things without being able to, I think, take a step back and look at like, what are we doing here? Because mm-hmm. maybe there is something that's off or maybe there, maybe there isn't, or maybe we just not supposed to be doing this. I don't really know. <laughs> so like <laughs> that would, that was always a part of it. Like asking questions is, was a part of my healing process, but she being yeah. cheated on does not feel good. But I also look at it as any boundary that's being broken or any commitment that's being broken by any means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I guess, you know, for me, I guess it, why it was so because I'm, I'm a very emotional creature, you know, hashtag cancer, you know, <laughs> shout out to all my cancers. Um, <laughs> it's a stereotype that we all emotional. We're not all emotional, but um, I am. And um, it was like the first time I had experienced that type of betrayal. Um, in a relationship because it was good. Like it really was like when we spent time together, it was amazing. You know, um, you know, I was, I felt like at the time I was getting what I wanted and what I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't, um, Lord, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. So some, you know, basically because it's, 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 I'm, I'm older now. Um, so it's pieces coming back. So actually he would, 
he would actually engage in behavior that would be indicated that he would potentially do what he did, um, you mm-hmm. know, which would be, you know, the flirtation, you know, and then the audacity to do it in front of me, um, you know. The disrespect. But, uh, correct. Um, but as, you know, I said in my, the last episode, remember that person came sniffing back around, um, but it didn't happen. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anywho, um, but yeah, it was just, I guess the first time I had experienced something on, you know, on that level. So it's almost kind of like with me, like once, so not to say that I wasn't hurt in the time when I was an adult, but it's almost like since I had gone through that before and it was so intense for me emotionally that it just didn't have the same, um, shock value um that mm-hmm. next time even though i was an adult um because i had already kind of been quote unquote shattered in that way yeah. um now i'm now granted you know this relationship that i was in in the adult when i was an adult it hadn't even been a year yet so it wasn't you know so there was deep emotions and connection but it wasn't you know the same level of you know, connection that you would have if it was, you know, if I was married or if I was in a, a longer, you know, long term relationship. relationship. Yeah. So, you know, that could also be the reason why it didn't shatter like, you know, it did when I was younger. Um, but yeah, child, that was uh some interesting times. <laughs> interesting no, times for sure. I'm very thankful to not be experiencing those times anymore. Um I don't amen. need that in my I'm life. Single, but amen. But my, <laughs> for real, like, but my last relationship. I never um, worry. But then one thing I can say, though, is you know how sometimes, you know, um, I didn't develop trust issues that, oh, I need to go through your phone or, you know, where you was and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, I never developed that, which, you know, I was glad I didn't because some people, you know, they get heavy um, trust issues and like you mean you know, like after it, that relationship like taking it to after the next that one? Mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. no me neither but I take it to the next one yeah but I didn't um do that um I actually just I walked into every um it wasn't that many but I walked into every relationship after that just like you know giving that person the benefit of the doubt yeah um, so. that that's not what's going to happen um but it happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my relationship after that, it didn't at all. Um, and I felt like we had the same views and values that way um, to where, you know, ultimately we would um, leave before it got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't even um, a thought or a concern that there was even uh, entertaining um, other people um, in that particular relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think, I definitely think for me, a part of the not having it be like shattering this Mm -hmm. the next time around has a lot to do with like, now I know that I can't put certain things past people. Like Mm -hmm. this is just, Mm -hmm. this is the human experience. Like this is what people Mm -hmm. do. And Mm -hmm. rather than judge them or be critical for whatever they're doing, whether, right. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Look, I had the, I, I saw the people in the back who um are faithful a hundred percent of the time waving their yes. hands like not me. Yes, 100%. So that's why I said some people. One hundred percent because listen, I'm one of them. I like I'm one Correct. of them. But what Same. I'm getting at is just like people are going to be people, and even though I'm not cheating, I do other things that are probably inappropriate and probably defy boundaries with my partner that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. those are things that we I have to acknowledge and. Mm-hmm. That that's just kind of what I mean. 
in that in that yeah, space. Yeah. But that's why I was talking about earth shattering because now I know I can't put this past you. I can't put this past yeah. anybody at this point. But that doesn't mean that I have to walk around with my guard up and not trusting people when I enter new relationships. But I'm not right. going to be shook if if you do something. Right. Now I might shake your ass depending yeah, on what you that. do. Exactly. But <laughs> let me stop. I, let me we stop. Might shake let the me table. stop. <laughs> Correct. Now we might shake a few things, but you know we may not be shook. Um, hmm. No, nope, but you know I felt like it's almost kind of like you know once you ride a bike, once you learn how to ride a bike, you never have to learn how to ride it again. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm you know, you remember. So I almost kind of feel like it's the same thing. So granted, I'm not saying that it's not hurtful each time, or we're not saying that it's not hurtful um, each time, or that it's less hurtful if it, you've gone through it before. But I'm just saying that that shock value, it just decreases every time it happens to where, mm-hmm. you know, it's literally, you know, ultimately just the sadness and the mm-hmm. um, the hurt um, that is more prevalent Um you know, and a little anger, but typically like, you know, anger secondary, um, even though it's a primary emotion. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean piece. it's true because over time we start to have the tools. Yeah. We start to have like the tools and resources to actually learn how to work through that kind of hurt to realize right. it's okay, I've made it through this before, I can do it again. It just it's hard to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. So oh yeah, I see. Like we already talked about, like if we have ever cheated and stuff like that, right? Because yeah, um, we like... did kind of jump there, you know, in our response, you yeah. know, in our discussion minute, previously. But yeah, I am. Um, I'm just when I for me, um, I'm not saying that I've not ever been um, enticed. Um, <laughs> or hit on when I'm in a relationship mm. or invited to do, you know, non-platonic things, um, but I've not acted on it or I've not, you know, entertained it because one, it's just not in my values, um, as an individual, but two, I just, I don't, um, one, I've gone through it and I just don't foresee intentionally causing harm to someone. Mm-hmm. I'm always conscious of my actions and how they may impact the other person, anybody involved, um, 98% of the time, because I'm still human. So we never going to be able to perfect that um, because, you know, we're emotional creatures. So we're going to react emotionally sometimes and we're not always going to be able to get ahead of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, um, it's just who I am. So I feel that, you know, ultimately it's enough for me. Like if I actually decide to be in a relationship with you, then in my mind, my perception is, is that you're enough for me. So no matter what someone else says, no matter what someone else does, no matter what advances may come my way, I'm all that in that area, I'm already satisfied because I've connected with my partner. Right. So that's how I feel. And that's why, you know, it's, never been a, a thought or a question to like, oh, I, I'm going to cheat on this bitch. Or, mm-hmm. you know, ooh, look at that. Like, oh, let me see what this looking like. It was, it's just those things um, ultimately just don't appeal to me when I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm blind because, you know, it's some good looking people <laughs> out here. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not blind, but I, it just doesn't incite me. It doesn't arouse me when mm-hmm. I'm with someone else because it's almost like that part of, you know, um, 
who I am is literally only tunnel vision towards my partner. So any, even no matter how you look or no matter, you know, the flirtation or the nice things you say, it's not going to make me move that tunnel vision over to you and away from my partner. It's just, that's Mm -hmm. just how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that one. I think like, yeah, no, definitely. I have not cheated on anyone. My reasoning is pretty simple. It's very it's the same as the matrix. I think, Mm. you know, I have roles for people in my life and I play roles for them in their lives. And I don't really appreciate the disruption of that by people that don't necessarily fit in those boxes. Not to say that I'm Mm. being super rigid or anything, because I mean, we meet people all the time, right? You never know who's going to walk into your life. But um, I do think that there's a level of respect that you should have for the people in your life that are already in it, right? Your mm-hmm. loved ones. So that so much so that if anything were to come up, just like you were saying earlier, we would leave before we want to do something like mm-hmm. that. Or we right. would have a conversation, right? I could respect it a lot more if you come to me and you're like, listen, I'm literally having the thought of wanting to go out and get this elsewhere. I can appreciate mm-hmm. and respect that more than you going out and doing it, never telling me or me having to find out or even going out and do it and you come back and let me know right this also we need to have a conversation we need Mm -hmm. to understand what's happening Mm -hmm. we need to be clear about what we're doing because Mm -hmm. if we're unclear then y'all know me i'm i'm about the door i don't do confusion (laughs) (laughs) i do not do confusion so like let's be clear and If we need to be, and this is the thing, no relationship is perfect. We're always going to have to be reminded of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're going to be like, okay, you know, for instance, me and my husband, we are going to have to have moments where we are renewing our vows, even through just conversation. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Just making Mm -hmm. sure that we are still aligned and reminding ourselves that we are on the same team. Like that is important when that is, and Mm -hmm. that is what I care more about than going out to cheat. Because if I'm going to cheat, then I'm not addressing the problem. I'm just creating more. Mm -hmm. So that's just regardless of what that problem may be. Because the problem may be is your ass shouldn't have got into the relationship to begin with. with. (laughs) But you know, but whatever the problem may be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, fam. So now it's time for Therapist Hats Off segment of the podcast. Before we get started with the segment, we just want to remind you to send all of your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Do you have the first question, friend? Yes. So the first question is, my wife had an affair with a man at her job that Mm -hmm. she told me I didn't have to worry about. I found out that they have been seeing each other for the last six months. Mm. I told her that I wanted her to quit her job so that she is no longer working with him and I'll support us until she finds a new job. She refuses to quit her job and I think she is still seeing him. What should I do? Mm. Pray. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) We're not, so we're not, so please know that we're not laughing at the, (laughs) the listener. I'm just, (laughs) we're laughing at me because I don't even know where to begin <laughs> other than pray, to be honest, y'all. I don't even know where to start with this one. Like, honestly, okay. it's because this is this is deep because I understand um, 
the <laughs> the trauma behind it all and and the the insecurity <laughs> and trust issues that come about you know with this situation and the person and your wife still working at the job or being around that person however you still have to be mindful of the ultimatums that you give in a relationship because ultimately you know it could blow back up in your face and a way that it could blow up in your face is that, you know, ultimately, you know, what if it's a job that, you know, your wife really, that your partner, your wife really loves and you're asking her to walk away from her dream job and she does it because her marriage is more important, but then that resentment builds in the background because you ask her to walk away from something that she loved being the job, not the, the gentleman. Um, So you just want to be mindful. You want to uh, figure out, your, what your new boundaries look like because boundaries have already been crossed. So that means that those boundaries um, may not be um, applicable anymore. So, you know, that's actually, a, you know, a good, not a good thing, but ultimately it puts you in a place to re-examine your boundaries and to establish new ones or upgrade the ones that you already had in place since they were already kind of crossed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm only laughing to- <laughs> Because of the way you decided to say pray, but Demetri ain't lying. <laughs> Y'all need to pray. <laughs> um, <laughs> because really, though, it is just like I've been saying throughout this whole episode. I think you need to find out if your wife even wants to maintain this relationship with you. Mm, and if the point. answer to that is yes, then you guys need to you be able to build from there. But because it sounds like you want to have this relationship. So mm-hmm. you guys need to be able to build from that point of knowing if we both want this now, what does that look like moving forward? Because removing her from that job, sure, let's say she leaves and she finds another job later. What happens if she gets a new job and she find, meets a new friend? And it's not someone she's having an affair with, but now you're worried that she might be like, we're not really looking at the problem here if she just leaves the job. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, before you guys move forward, they the affair has to be completely over. That's yeah. definitely one of my rules as a therapist is if people come to me for infidelity, the affair has to be completely over. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they can't have contact with that person anymore, but the affair, the romanticizing and r- a relation that they had that was intimate enough to derail their primary relationship that needs to be done Mm -hmm. but so before doing anything i think just see if she does she even want to be here and if she needs time to figure that out then she needs time to figure that out on the other Mm -hmm. side of things you need to decide if your wife doesn't quit her job what does that mean for you and do you actually want to stay in this and can you stay in this Mm -hmm. can you do you see yourself regaining trust not to say that the person that is being cheated on cannot establish rules and boundaries that they need to rebuild trust. You absolutely can, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. still have to be mindful of what you're asking and why you're asking for those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, as you're being realistic, understand what will this actually help me with? Is this going to help me with my pride and ego, or is this going to help mm-hmm. our relationship flourish? It's going to help the reason that we were brought together to begin with. Yeah. Good advice, friend. That good, good input. Um, hashtag retweet all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, like you said, the that the most important thing is figuring out one is the affair over, and if your wife wants to stay in a relation in the marriage mm-hmm. um, with you. Um, but like I say, be very mindful with the ultimatums. 
yeah. um, because you, you know, you need to understand what it all means for your wife. Although she's the one who was unfaithful, you know, she still has feelings. She's still a person, right. you know what I mean? And for whatever reason she did what she did, you know, she told you regardless of when she told you, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, we always run to the aid of the victim and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think by running to the, the focus being on running to the aid of the victim of infidelity that we sometimes forget to validate the experience of the one who was unfaithful. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, is that ultimately there is a lot of guilt and shame that comes along with it. You know, ultimately there's disappointment in oneself. So, you know, that can be very emotionally um, distressing and taxing for that individual as well. So all I'm trying to say is, is, you know, as you, if you decide to head towards the path of forgiveness is to understand that, you know, your partner is also having an emotional experience based on mm-hmm. the action that they took that has harmed you. So just as much as you're harmed by what they did to you, they are just as hurt by what and disappointed in themselves with what they've done or how they've harmed you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just remember to kind of keep, take some of that into consideration that, you know, although, you know, she did something wrong, that she's still human and she has right. feelings as well. And we don't want to ever put a person in a place um, of pun- being punished. Right. That's not our job to do at all. Okay, so next question. I have been cheating on my girlfriend for about two weeks by talking to my ex in our DMs. Hmm, Okay. I have felt guilt every time it happens. And I know that if my girlfriend finds out, we would probably break up. We have always said that we'll tell each other if anything like this happens and just fess up. I don't want to tell her because I don't want to lose her. And I plan on cutting things off with my ex this week. Since I'm cutting it off and we didn't physically do anything, do I really have to say anything? Um, that's, that's uh, your decision. <laughs> yeah. So short answer. Okay. Well, you know, Rade is, Rade was politically correct and correct <laughs> that it is your choice. And I'm not, but you asking me, so I'm going to be direct. The mm. answer is hell yeah. yeah. And I'm going to but I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. So the reason why, and this is does have this is in any scenario, um, not just cheating, but lying in general uh, or dishonesty in general. When you lie to someone, you take away their freedom of choice, mm-hmm. and exactly. that's not cool. So regardless of whether she breaks up with you or not, you know if you truly care about her, you will tell her what happened. And give your, her her freedom of choice to decide if she wants to stay or if she wants to go. I mean, ultimately, you know, withholding it from her, are you truly ever going to say that your foundation is strong if part of that foundation is dishonesty? Mm-hmm. She don't even know what she's there for, for real. Right. She don't even know that she rot or die. She can't even claim that because she don't know. <laughs> she don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, when we first get into a relationship, so I don't know how, um, how long you and your girlfriend have been together, but sometimes when you get into a relationship, we have these very rigid and, and stern um, 
views on what we will accept and what we won't accept. Mm -hmm. However, once them feelings get to stirring up and we get to feeling all the the feel-good feelings and we in love, we don't know if we're going to be as rigid and stern in our perception or our views when there's more on the line. When there is love on the line, when there is long-term relationship status on the line. So I'm not saying that, you know, anyone should go or or stay. But I, what I'm saying is, is that if, depending on when she made this statement, if it was in the beginning of the relationship, then, you know, we come putting our expectations up front. However, as we go through our journey together, my perception or my rigidness on certain things may change. So you never know. If she's going to, like Rade said, if, you know, she don't know whether she ride or die or not, because she don't even know the information. So, mm-hmm. but for me, bare minimum, you know, I just don't think it's right to take away someone's freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I just retweet everything you said, because I agree. Because, uh, yeah, let's, let's make sure. But you, but the reason I said that is your decision to make is because. You already know the answer to this question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and it was that you should say something, but at the end of the day, you still have freedom of choice, which is what we're talking about here. And you're going to make the decision that you want to make. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you are making the most appropriate decision, even if it's the most uncomfortable decision. Mm-hmm. So, Or if your results are going to be unfavorable. Right. For you and your personal things Mm. rather than Mm. the collective of the partnership that you guys have together. So, yeah, you already know the answer to this. Mm. Well, there's that. Hashtag that's it. That's all. (laughs) Well, time for our Earth lesson. Emotional scars last longer than physical ones sometimes because they cannot be seen. Allow time for healing through understanding and rebuilding trust with the people that you care most about. Betrayal of any sort will always redirect the relationship. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. If you would like to show us support through monetary gifting, you can send donations through Cash App at dollar sign respectfullymt. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist.